for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, race fans, and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week, right here on your great racing station and on your favorite podcast application. I'm WB, and this week on the show, we've got a jam-packed lineup for you. We've got the general uh, manager of Bristol Motor Speedway, Jerry Caldwell, is going to stop him by. Going to catch up with Alfie a little bit. Also, this week on the show, we're going to catch up with the host of PRN at the track, Lenny Batiki. Uh, talk a little short track racing news. Some of the tracks are going back to racing with fans, some without fans. And then also, uh, our good buddy Alfie's going to catch up with none other than the man, the myth, the legend himself, none other than Mr. Mike Bagley. Um, Sirius XM Radio and MRN Radio. Let's speaking of Alfie, let's go to the Food Depot Zoom line. Alfie, what's going on, brother? Hey there, WB. Glad to be back with you again this week. We've got, as I mentioned, another jam-packed show for you. we got some great guests lined up, so looking forward to uh, speaking with all those guys. We get set to go racing this weekend at Bristol. And then next weekend, William Atlanta Motor Speedway, the rescheduled Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. So excited for NASCAR to return to Atlanta next week, unfortunately without fans, but uh, still excited to see those cars go around that track there at uh, AMS as they celebrate their 60th anniversary of the Atlanta Motor Speedway. So uh, very excited about that. And as you mentioned, William, the show is always available on podcasts every Monday. You can check it out on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, just type in Southern Race Week, and you'll get all of our episodes that we've done so far here in 2020. And also, all of those apps are available for download on your phones as well. At your respective app store, you can download iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud as well. So you can listen to the show live when it's on your local stations, or listen to us anytime on demand, thanks to our now brand new Southern Race Week podcast that we are doing, William. That's right, Alfie. Uh, today, you know, it seems like we're in this, you know, in this new world of, of NASCAR, Atlanta Motor Speedways next weekend. So excited about that. I want to hit on that in just a second. But, dude, right now, it seems like there's a NASCAR race on TV every day or every night. But, uh, you know, hey, big congratulations to uh, Dawsonville, Georgia's own Chase Elliott coming home with a win. And the cool part is he took it away from Kyle Busch. That's right. The siren went off at the Dawson Pool Hall the other night. William Chase Elliott uh, found himself in victory lane. Uh, you know, he, he's had some bad luck with yes. uh, races the last few days. Uh, Kyle uh, spun him out of a win, and then the caution flag came out of the 600. He pitted with, uh, you know, going into overtime and uh, lost that race. But a little redemption in the, uh, in the Xfinity Series race. No, actually, I'm sorry. It was the truck race. Truck uh, race. The truck race where it was a deja vu because you had Kyle in second, you had Chase in first. So we didn't know if there was going to be any fireworks there, but the Chase was so far ahead, Kyle wasn't able to catch up to him. And he got the victory and then took the uh, celebratory bow that mm. Kyle Busch usually does when he wins a race. And not only on top of that, but that bounty that, uh, they had, that Kevin Harvick had up, they uh, were able to uh, donate some of that money to some great charities as well. I think Kevin Harvick, uh, put in some money on it. I think some other charities uh, involved themselves in putting some money into that bounty for anyone who could beat uh, Kyle there in the uh, in the truck race. So uh, really excited for a chase to get that victory. Hopefully 
Uh, we'll have one soon here in the uh, Cup Series coming up soon. Yeah, that was a $100,000 bounty that uh, Chase uh, was able to take there. Hey, you know, uh, we're going to talk about uh, another Georgia boy going to Victory Lane and, and racing in front of a crowded, packed-out Op Alabama uh, racetrack here, Bubba Andrew Pollard, a little bit later on with Lenny. But, you know, Atlanta Motor Speedway, you know, you talked about it a little bit, Alfie, 60th anniversary coming up. And I'm going to tell you what, as a longtime fan of Atlanta Motor Speedway, um, back f- since I was a kid, uh, you know, to, 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 I talked to the track president and GM over there, Brandon Hutchison, the other day, and we're going to have him on next week. He, is, he and the entire Atlanta Motor Speedway family's heart is broken that they cannot have fans in the stands. But if there is any, any positive thing out of it, one, you're going to see a great race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Two, um, if you bought a ticket and you want to get your money back, you can get your money back, or you can hold on to the ticket, and the next race that comes around, you can exchange it then. So they've got a policy set up in place for that. But, uh, you know, hey, it's, uh, it's, a great, uh, it's a great weekend to be heading into Bristol and then uh, also be heading uh, to Atlanta Motor Speedway for next weekend's racing for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 Atlanta Motor Speedway. I'm JoJo Wilkinson, driver number 11 with the Pro Light Model from Newtown, Alabama, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie bringing you yet again another brand new week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And what a week it has been in the NASCAR world as we finally opened up. We started everything at uh, Darlington, the historic Darlington track. We moved on over to the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And this upcoming weekend, we're going to be visiting one of the, as far as I'm concerned, one of my favorite tracks and stops on the Cup Series schedule. As it's Bristol, baby. We're heading to the Bristol Motor Speedway for the Xfinity and Cup Series this weekend. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome into the Food Depot Zoom line the main man in charge over there at Bristol Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Jerry Caldwell. Oh, thanks, man. Glad to be here with you. Mr. Caldwell, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And one of the advantages that we've been doing with these Zoom interviews is we're able to see what's been going on and see your office. And I got to tell you, sir, your office is really awesome. The way I'm looking at it. you got some great pictures, some books, looks like a whole bunch of great bobbleheads as well. Um, before we get into the interview and get into the meat and potatoes of this thing, what is one of the coolest things that you think memorabilia wise you have in your office currently right now? Oh, that's a good question. I've got a lot of good stuff. Got some stuff over there on the other side of the office from the battle at Bristol. Some cool helmets that were signed by everybody. Point out my favorite one I see right now is the picture there of the number five and the number three getting into it there at uh, one of uh, one of the most memorable races there at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. So it looks like you've got a lot of cool stuff there. These sir. are probably these are probably my favorite. Well, there's a few things, but these um, oh is that Winston boot? Racing boots. That were my father-in-laws who worked for NAS or he worked for Winston uh, back in the day. Um, and those were his boots that were part of his uniform that he would wear to the track every week. Uh, I think that's so cool. That is awesome. And I'm sure, or I'm sure over the years you've collected so much memorabilia from uh, working at Bristol Motor Speedway. So tell me real quickly, how did you get your job? I mean, it's such an interesting position. How did you get involved in the world of NASCAR and, and advance yourself to, 
running one of the most popular tracks on the series. Yeah, well, um, God has a funny way of orchestrating things. And uh, I really was a going a different direction in college as a finance major going into banking, but I loved events. And through some relationships, my last semester in college, I grew up in the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area and uh, was up here in the Bristol, Tennessee area going to college and did an internship at the racetrack. Um, and that was 24 years ago and went into sales and loved sales and um, have kind of just moved through some different positions to get in this position and been here for about 10 years now and feel honored and blessed to, and really a sense of responsibility, uh, stewarding one of the most popular and storied racetracks in the world and all of the memories and great things that have gone on here, but also just blessed to be able to work with a bunch of really good people, uh, work with some of my best friends and, uh, People call it work, but uh, it's just I get to show up and be here every day. And it's so cool because you've been able to showcase the track just outside of, of the Cup Series races. As you mentioned, the, the Battle of Bristol, you did that a few years ago, which was absolutely huge and amazing that you were able to transform a racetrack into a football facility. And what a great game that was with Virginia Tech and the University of Tennessee, basically the same distance time to your track. I know that's been a project that's been going on for years and years. And able for you guys to be able to accomplish that and and make that a big deal was just amazing for you now um looking back on that uh how would you put that in the enchilade of events that have that you've carried there the track well you know i don't know that's a tough one i mean it certainly was something that had been talked about for 20 years it was the brainchild of bruton smith and jeff bird um and was out there for so long it almost had developed this folklore of its own. Some people believed it had already happened before it happened because they had heard so much about it. Uh, so that was certainly up there doing something that no one had ever done before. No one had ever put a hundred and almost 60,000 people in a spot for a football game or converted a racetrack to that scale into a football game. It actually had been done here in the early sixties with a football game between the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know. There's so many great events that have taken place here. The races, Every single race, this is going to be certainly an interesting one that we have coming up here. No fans, which is going to make it um, unique. It's not. It's certainly not going to be what it normally is because the fans are what make Bristol Motor Speedway. But, you know, it will be one for the history books. Uh, the beauty of live radio and Zooming at home is that was my truck key. Uh, my son grabbed my truck key and hit the uh, hazard uh, but so uh, I'm not going to pretend as if I didn't go off over the air there, but that's okay. That's the beauty. I have five kids. I can relate. (laughs) Um, NASCAR has finally opened up in this crazy world we've been living in now. We haven't had live sports in a while. Uh, NASCAR, the first really premier sport that has opened up its doors and has been doing some races. The numbers have been extremely high on television. Uh, for these races, which is absolutely amazing. It offers, I think, for a lot of people who have never been interested in the sport, just wanted to see something live, something exciting. And there's been some exciting races so far to uh, reopen the campaign. And I believe there's no better tracks to kick things off and then open the sport to maybe a new group of fans than Darlington, the first super speedway in NASCAR there. So much history there, opened in 1950. Then we move over to Charlotte Motor Speedway, where is, which is the home base of NASCAR. That's basically where a lot of the, the teams work and live and a lot of the drivers. 
And now we move on to your track, Bristol Motor Speedway, which is for a short track guy, one of the premier tracks in the world. It's, you know, the last great Coliseum, as you guys like to call it, and um, the world's fastest half mile. So for you to be a part of this kind of uh, opening to maybe the NASCAR fans who are just maybe not all into it, for you to have that opportunity to showcase your track to a new group of fans and see some exciting racing, how exciting is that for you guys? Well, we're certainly partial because we think Bristol's the best. Um, but I think there's no better way to open the sport up than Bristol being one of the first few races back. Because if we're, if we're trying to get those folks that may not have experienced much of NASCAR or seen a little bit of it, you know, you're certainly going to see excitement uh, as the cars take to the high banks of Bristol. And we're honored to be a part of that. We're honored. We're very appreciative of all the efforts with our state of Tennessee, Sullivan County, the city of Bristol have been extremely cooperative, uh, making sure that we do the things the right way, because we know this whole process comes with great responsibility. And we have to handle ourselves in this situation the right way. But they've done that. I think they've, they've wanted us to answer the right questions, provide the right information. Um, but they've been extremely cooperative to work with. And we're honored to be a part of that. I applaud NASCAR for their efforts and the approach that they've taken, again, to make sure this is all done the right way. And excited to see these cars get on the high banks of Bristol. I mean, it's, it won't be the same. It is bittersweet, as I mentioned earlier, because the fans won't be here. Um, but we're thankful to be able to get racing back on. Speaking with Jerry Caldwell here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio, the main man in charge over at Bristol Motor Speedway as we get set for Xfinity and Cup Racing this weekend. You mentioned no fans. When you think of Bristol Motor Speedway, you think about 100,000 fans just jam-packed to the rafters for uh, what is always an exciting race, whether it's during the daytime or the nighttime in Bristol. So for you as a guy who's a fan and loves bringing the fans in, how weird and and, and different is it for you to know that you won't have fans there to check out all the excitement this upcoming weekend? You know, it, it's, it's strange. I went down to Charlotte uh, on Sunday just to observe and kind of see how they were doing things to make sure we were going to be uh, the most equipped possible when, they, when the folks get here this week. Um, it's eerie. It, it's really strange to not be welcoming fans in. And I think we just have to know that all of those fans, all those people that love Bristol and love the sport of NASCAR, they're tuning in. They're there. Uh, we can feel them, but we're not going to see them right now. They're tuning in on TV. And I think uh, we all have to remember that this is for the good of the sport. We're getting it back in and for the good of the country, really, for us to start doing some things and get back active in a very responsible way. Um, to get back to sports is something that, that people are craving right now. They want to be entertained. They want to see their heroes take on and uh, happy to be able to do that and be a part of it. But it is, it's going to be bittersweet. Now, Mr. Tharp and, and of course, everyone in Charlotte did a great job, Mr. Walter, uh, putting together the events. Have you been reaching out to them and getting some advice and, and taking what they've done to implement that and what you'll be doing in Bristol? Yes, we have. And uh, really, that's the role NASCAR's played. And we've got some individuals with Speedway Motorsports Corporate that have been involved with each one of those events. So there's consistency. But yeah, I've had a lot of conversations with those guys, especially Greg uh, in Charlotte on how he's doing things. Uh, what were the surprises? We're, we're talking daily to make sure that we're as prepared as we possibly are. And then we're talking constantly with the NASCAR folks for that very same reason to make sure that we're 
uh, we're prepared, that we are safe. Um, you know, the what's going on around here right now is cleaning, 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 and making sure that we're sanitizing every area that drivers are going to be and make sure that we're handling this in the proper way to keep the participants safe and the folks within the industry, the community safe, um, and make sure that we do this the right way. Now, next weekend, our home track of Atlanta Motor Speedway will be having our Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. As Mr. Hutchinson, as he reached out to you as well. Yeah, Brandon and I have talked quite a few times, uh, making sure the same thing, how one can pass it down to the other, just like Greg's been passing it down to me and Carrie uh, to Greg. Uh, I've been trying to do the same thing with Brandon, and uh, we're talking on a regular basis, um, and I know that will continue through the rest of the week. Now, if our listeners want to keep up now, we don't know. Fans will eventually be able to get back to hopefully the track, and you guys will have another spectacular race later on in the year, uh, the night race at Bristol. So um, how's that situation looking right now? And if listeners want to be able to keep up with information as far as if fans will be allowed purchasing tickets, if that's at all possible now, or, or what are your plans there? Where, where can they go to get the current information and keep up with what's going on with you since Atlanta is not that far of a drive to Bristol? So hopefully we can get some of our yeah. Atlanta fans out there to you guys. So where can they keep up with what's going on? Yeah, Atlanta's not far at all. Uh, they can follow us on social media channels with uh, BMS updates. Uh, go to bristolmotorspeedway.com. They can call the ticket office. Uh, we have folks that are uh, there working in the ticket office answering remotely and, and would love to help you out. Um, you know, our fingers are crossed that we're going to be back racing and having fans in attendance in September here. Um, you know, I, I, that situation is fluid. I don't think anyone can fully predict when we're going to have fans back in. I think we're we're working towards that now. I think the measures that we're taking now are trying to make sure that we can do this first step. You know, you crawl before you walk and then you walk before you run. And we want to make sure we're doing each one of those in a very responsible way. And um, my fingers are, are crossed and I'm hopeful that we'll have fans in the stands before too much longer and certainly hopeful by September. So reach out to us. We'd love to have everybody uh, tune in this weekend. We'll be running Saturday on FS1 at 3.30 with the Cheddar's 300 presented by Alsco, and then Sunday um, on the 31st at 3 o'clock FS1, the Food City 500, 60th running. And uh, certainly proud to be able to, to showcase the NASCAR stars on the high banks of Bristol. Well, uh, Jerry Caldwell, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, really excited to see the exciting racing you got planned for us this weekend, sir. And uh, Hopefully we get out there and, and check you guys out under the lights at Bristol and uh, just stay uh, safe, keep uh, keep protected, and then we'll, uh, we'll see you down the road, sir. All right, buddy. Same to you. Thank you. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. As always, I am uh, William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and, of course, on the old Food Depot Zoom line, as we like to call it these days, is uh, Alfie, Alfie, Alfie. Hey, William, glad to have you back, and uh, glad to be back for this uh, brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, another jam-packed show. And, and it continues on as we shift from uh, NASCAR with Jerry Caldwell there at uh, Bristol to uh, – a little short track racing now with uh, another great friend of the show that we've had on uh, many, many times. He's also our short track guru as well. As we mentioned, head on over to the Food Depot Zoom line and welcome in the host of PRN at the track for the Performance Racing Network from his home studio there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Lenny. 
Partaking. Guys, great to be back on Southern Grace Week Radio. And man, the uh, grassroots starting to uh, perk up. You know, it's not just the uh, the weather getting hotter, but these tracks are opening up and starting to uh, be able to grow a few fans in their uh, in their race facilities. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, coming off a couple of weeks ago, uh, our friends down at Five Flag Speedway, they opened up the grandstands uh, and had a set of protocol that they were doing, and, and fans turned up, showed up, and, uh, you know, I think uh, as, a, as a whole, the short track industry may be able to pick up the ball where NASCAR's not ready to make that leap yet. And uh, so, Lenny, tell us about uh, some of the racing that you've, uh, you've been seeing and uh, that you've uh, uh, been hearing the great news about some of our Georgia drivers. Well, I'll tell you, I've been at tracks uh, over the last month or so, uh, one where I had to sign in, not just for the uh, pit pass, but sign in that I got a mask to wear. Uh, now, that was, that was one. I've been at others where, you know, you could have uh, eight or nine crew members, which I don't know any grassroots team that that well-funded that they're going to bring in that many. So there were maybe some extra uh, people that uh, might have been uh, fans in uh, those grandstands. But, uh, you know, we've got a track here in North Carolina, Ace Speedway up in Altamaha, the, towards the north end of the state. They opened up. The governor even commented, that's ah, not too good, guys. Uh, we've got a track in Pennsylvania that's opened for the last couple of weeks. But now their governor has said, you know what, guys? You need to take this week off and come back. So it's a real guessing match. It, it's not... It's not Ricky Brooks Tech where you know cut and dry what it is. You got guess at it. Each state has its own ways and policies and everything else. You go into the state of Alabama and, you know, talking with Bubba Pollard uh, yesterday uh, afternoon and, you know, the, the racing over there, it, there was no mask. There was no sanitation, no, you know, no alcohol wipes or none of that stuff. It was just the gates open and fans showed up in the – thousands to see some great race in action so people want to see it the, the baby rattler is one race where i'm more worried about the trophy than i am about catching a cold exactly the, that rattlesnake there in victory lane where they hang it on you bubba getting that win and majeski the uh the win the day after but i'll tell you the georgia driver that i think had the best weekend left his house near augusta headed over to need more got the checkers there then went down to east bay and got the lucas oil win Big, sexy Brandon Overton. How about that? I'll tell you what, you know, when you can uh, get them back to back and, uh, you know, do a little traveling, go where the money is or go where the, the tracks are racing, um, that's the way to do it. And, hey, uh, the more the more tracks that start opening up and the more racing that we can get going on, the, the happier I will be. I don't know about y'all. Oh, definitely. Uh, Cochran opened up in Little Sexy, Brandon's younger brother, Cody, and Will Harrington both got some big wins. Artwell had racing out there. Lil Hoyt Partain, one of the many winners at Livonia. David Hollywood Smith, very popular veteran. He's raced in the truck series, actually. He, he got the win. So Georgia tracks leading the way. Sonoa should have fans in the track, and it could be Sonoya if you want to pronounce it one way or the other. But um, the good folks down there, the Masseys, are going to open up this weekend and have a big go at it. And, uh, you know, just continuing the racing on. Over across the border, up, um, you know, towards the, uh, the mountains or such, you had um, Tri-City Raceway open up last weekend. They had some good racing, and they had the big block modifieds in. I thought that was kind of cool. They went there to Tri-City, and they went to South Carolina, ran a Cherokee. 
And speaking of up there towards the hills, Chickamauga, Georgia's own Dale McDowell taking the win at Thunder Hill across the border upwards towards Tennessee. So uh, George Driver still, they hunt them checkers and they get them. Well, if you just join us on this edition of Southern Race Week, got Lenny Patiki on the old uh, Food Depot Zoom line. Alfie is sitting high atop his pit box trying to keep us all square and straight. Uh, Alfie, I, I think you, you, you might need to take some, uh, some cues from Lenny there. Uh, you know, this is a whole new world of being able to see people that we're interviewing. Uh, we might need to get you a backdrop there, uh, Alfie, with some of the sponsors' logos on the back uh, uh, on the back wall there, like Lenny's got there, man. Well, I mean, I got like some old stuff because uh, I'm in my garage, so you know, I got some old cardboard boxes of like lace chips and some. Coca-Cola boxes because we've we've gone through a ton of Diet Coke here over the last uh, few days. Here, here I'm at. Look at that. See? So see, like Lenny's fantastic little setup is also in his garage. So it, there it, you it, go. It's the it's the <laughs> illusion there. A box and on a desk, and that's there where I'm at. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, it's the it's the new world of uh, radio and the new norm of how we do get things done. Uh, don't forget, uh, folks, if you uh, miss any part of uh, Lenny today, you can catch him, uh, of course, on PRN, but you can also catch our, any of the interviews from today on our podcast on Apple, uh, iTunes, and, uh, of course, uh, Spotify and uh, on SoundCloud. Uh, Alfie, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Lenny, uh, real quickly, uh, what's coming up? Any big events that you see on your radar that our listeners should be focusing in on here? Well, I think that one at Sonoa that uh, should open up to have fans is going to be a good one. And it really seems like most of the tracks are trying to kick off in the first one or two or three races that they have. A pretty good show. So, uh, fans, stay healthy. Stay, you know, bring your own hand wipes if you're uh, concerned. Bring your own mask. And uh, just get out there and support those grassroots tracks. They've been cooped up a long time. These drivers and teams need the fans in the stands. They want them there. These promoters, we got to keep them healthy so we can have racing all across the Peach State and everywhere in the world of grassroots racing. And it's up to all of us to get out and support them. We appreciate being on Southern Race Week Radio and all the work that you guys do to have kept us through this program throughout the years. Now, of course, Lenny, you can uh, listen to his podcast, his program, PR and Up the Track, all that goes on in the world of short track news, a Midwest version, and also a version here for the Southeast. And for them to get that podcast, Lenny, and to follow you guys on social media, where can they go to get all that info? Free PRN app. They can go to goprn.com. Either of those will get the show. Please follow us on our Twitter page, PRN's at the track on Twitter. Thanks for having us, guys. This is Sean Langdon, driver of the DHL Top Field Dragster, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie bringing you yet again another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get set to go racing this weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. we got a lot to talk about in the world of NASCAR. And uh, we're very honored and privileged to have back on the program a friend of the show. You hear him on MRN Radio. You hear him every morning, Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 with the morning drive. Ladies and gentlemen, let's head on over to the Zoom Food Depot hotline and welcome in the one and only Mr. Mike Bagley! Uh, we're glad to have you back on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Mr. Bagley, we are back in the world of NASCAR. You are, I'm sure, excited and fired up for everything going on news-wise. And uh, you've had a lot of reaction from listeners now that you're back live now doing the show for a few hours uh, every morning, taking phone calls from uh, 
uh, from listeners and, and NASCAR fans, maybe even new fans, as the NASCAR seems to be the only sport right now uh, in town. The numbers have been doing really well as far as television ratings go for the Darlington races as well as Charlotte. So are you surprised with the high numbers of viewers who are checking out the product maybe uh, for the first time and, and maybe curious to see what's going on since there's not a lot of live sporting events going on right now? Well, there's a couple of things to unpack on this. First of all, uh, the numbers are good TV-wise as far as us being back. We're one of the first sports to come back. A dotted line off that conversation is because we were one of the first back, I think a lot of other sports were waiting to see how this was going to go. Obviously, we're back without fans. Uh, you got the NHL, the NBA, you got other sports talking about coming back. And I think that we've assisted in their return as well just by being observed and during how it was going to work and like that tip of the cap to NASCAR and the tracks and you know the teams everybody involved for pulling this off there's a very strict protocol in place for going back to the racetrack one that we have weathered quite well and we've been able to go to Darlington we've been able to go to Charlotte you mentioned we got Bristol coming up this weekend and uh, it's good to have us back we're doing a lot of racing in a concentrated time and then of course once we get through this and we're off to Atlanta got Homestead coming up we got Talladega so we've gotten over the hump as far as the return is concerned. Now getting into a regular occurrence of races, which we've seen to have here in the last week or so with all the races. What have you taken away from the first few races so far? We've had a long delay from the last race we had now to up to this point. No qualifying, no practicing. So how do you feel, how do you think the, the drivers have done and how do you think NASCAR has done as far as the quality of races we've seen so far? Well, I think we've had some good racing. One of the things that stuck out to me is how good Hendrick Motorsports is. Having things happen like William Byron cutting a tire spin, Jimmy Johnson being disqualified, Alex Bowman winning a race, Chase Elliott coming close to winning at Darlington, and then having that pit call that went askew in the 600. You know, you've got Hendrick Motorsports cars that have been running well. They're the or they are the organization that's led the most laps in the Cup Series right now. They've got over 600 laps led over like Stuart Haas. Joe Gibbs is at the last of that list. So my takeaway is we've had good racing. We've had Hendrick Motorsports driver winning at least the first stage, things happening and the wheels falling off. But at the same time, as we mentioned, Joe Gibbs leading the least amount of laps, seems like that they're getting better from the standpoint of being there at the end of the race. They've won a couple of races and they've been in contention to win more. We've got a unique mix. You throw Penske into that, you throw Stuart Haas into that. And I think you've got about four organizations that are just tag teaming each other as far as wins, laps led, average finishes. It's quite spicy, quite juicy right now in the, in the Cup Series. And I think that with the good racing and some of these sub-storylines that we talk about, it's a must-see and a must-watch. Being with Mike Bagley here on uh, Sunday Race Week Radio as we get set for racing this weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. And uh, you're speaking of the Hendricks team, uh, Jimmy Johnson. That team is still trying to find its way. This is, I think, the longest time that I think Jimmy has gone without a win. And this is his last season. I know he wants that win badly to get himself into the playoffs and hopefully right off into the sunset. What track do you see him possibly winning a race, or do you think this struggle will continue on for him? Well, one of the things that hurt Jimmy after the 600, they got disqualified after they finished second. They left 39 points on the table. They dropped to 15th in points. So they've got some ground to make up there. I think he can win any race coming up. This isn't the Hendrick Motorsports of 19 or 18 um, I really think that they made a lot of headway. Remember, they've got the new Camaro that they're working with this year in advance of working towards the car tomorrow, or not the car tomorrow, but the next-gen car that will come out in 2022. They punted that back a year just with all the 
the COVID-19 crisis. As far as Jimmy is concerned, he's showing me that he can run up front and he can lead laps. And I really like the chemistry with him and Cliff Daniels, his crew chief. So, you know, it could be Charlotte, it could be Bristol, it could be Atlanta. I'm thinking that you've gone from, in the case of the 48, an afterthought as far as race picks to now being a legitimate race pick contender to walk away with a checkered flag. I'm thinking that they're just close. They're so, so, so close that a win, I think, for the 48 team could come at any weekend coming up here. Well, weekend, any race coming up, regardless of the day of the week. Someone out there wants to set up their fantasy league team. What are some of the drivers they might want to look at to uh, put on their teams this week? Hard to look past Kyle Busch. Uh, it's hard to look past any of the Hendrick drivers. You've got the Penske drivers that run well there. Kevin Harvick will be in the mix. I mean, you could, you could, really, you could really make a case for putting Jimmy Johnson on your team, Kyle Busch on your team, you put Denny on your team. Um, it's hard to narrow it down. I need to – I don't know. I think I need to see some something – um, to guide me because I, you know, I, you're only allowed five guys on your team. Well, I've got about eight or nine guys that I've got to <laughs> whittle it down, but you can best bet a Hendrick driver will be in there, a Gibbs driver, a Penske driver, Stuart Haas driver is going to be on my fantasy team this weekend. Uh, Matthew Benedetto, that was a guy who made some noise last season. He got a ride in the 21. Um, a lot of people haven't been talking about him or I haven't heard a lot about him. Do you think that 21, do you think he'll be able to pilot that 21 car in a victory lane this season? Do you think he'll be able to get that first win? He's, he came so close a couple of times last year. Do you think he can get that win this, this year? Well, he, he did come close, and he's had some good finishes, uh, not in a Wood Brothers car, because obviously th this would be the first time he goes to Bristol with um, Wood Brothers car under him. I would say that mm, it's possible, but I think that there still needs to be work done with the 21 car. He was up front towards the end, got shuffled backward, and I think that a lot of people – are forgetting this, that it's not just the 21, it's, it's other teams like them. This is a new pairing of driver and crew chief. So you start the season off. I remember Greg Irwin told me that the first time he was going to be able to have any type of time with Matt Benedetto was the first practice for the Daytona 500. So that's weekend number one. Then you go for the West Coast swing. You had four weekends under your belt. So you're just starting the chemistry process. Then you have that 70 plus day break. Then you start back again. It's almost like You've, you've unpressed the pause button, but there's still work to be done. Matt Benedetto is still trying to get to know Greg Irwin. Greg Irwin is trying to get to know Matt Benedetto, And I think that as the series goes on or as the schedule goes on, that that will happen and it'll bear fruit. I just don't know if it's going to bear enough fruit to win a race because if that were to happen, you've got to be better than a Jimmy Johnson, a Kevin Harvick, a Clint Boyd. You, you've got to be better than about 10 other teams in front of them just don't know if they're there yet or if they even can be by putting in the work of trying to get to know each other and kind of get things settled down over there. Mr. Bagley, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep what's going on a little NASCAR, where can they go to follow you, my friend? At the Mike Bagley on Twitter and at the Mike Bagley on Instagram. Uh, the kids love that Instagram, so I'm sure you're really <laughs> popular over there, my friend. Uh, as yeah. always, we appreciate your time. You can listen to them every morning, as we mentioned, Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel 90. I'm still waiting for my XM radio. Uh, from you guys, and uh, and uh, you can listen to them every weekday morning there and also on MRN. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, uh, for taking time to join us this week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Appreciate you all. Take care. Appreciate it.
Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, race fans, if you're just now getting here, you are 55 minutes late. That's right. This is Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station or your podcast location. Uh, I am William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and Alfie's sitting high atop his pit box today. Alfie, uh, man, another great show. Man, you did it again. Thanks a lot, uh, William. Thanks to our great guest, Jerry Caldwell from Bristol Motor Speedway. Also, Lenny Batiki, the host of PRN at the track. And then also Mike Bagley of MRN and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90, the host of the Morning Drive for joining us this week. And if you missed this week's show, the podcast will be available for you on Monday at iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So if you missed any of this week's show and want to go back or listen to it all over again or check out any of our previous episodes, from 2020. You can check all of that out on our Southern Race Week podcast. And uh, William already have uh, next week's show already lined up, and it's going to be jam-packed as well. As we mentioned, Atlanta Motor Speedway will be the next stop on the uh, Cup Series schedule with Xfinity, Trucks, and the Cup Series for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend, which is a makeup date. Uh, it's crazy because that was the first race that was uh, postponed due to this whole COVID-19. So yep. uh, next week on the program, we're going to be speaking with General Manager Brandon Hutchinson of AMS. Also, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney of the Folds of Honor. We'll talk to him about the Folds of Honor charity program they do over there. And then also Doug Rice of the Performance Racing Network. Sounds like you got a great show lined up, folks. Y'all, don't forget now, you can find us and follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. You can you can find us, reach out, talk to us. Uh, Alfie, throw out that uh, email address. srwradio at yahoo.com is the email address, William. All right, then. Well, listen, uh, folks, uh, let me just remind you of this. Atlanta Motor Speedway race coming up next weekend, this weekend, Bristol. Make sure you're tuned in, Fox Sports, and we can't wait to see you, hopefully, real soon at a local racetrack near you. I'm WB. I'm Alfie. We'll see y'all next week. Y'all have a great one.